people welcome back to another time of the word together it's always nice to see you always 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 a pleasure to see you thank you so much for joining me now let everyone know we are live we are back and we are getting straight into the word holy spirit we thank you for your presence we thank you for your word we thank you lord because there is your word is life it is our very 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 life father i thank you that your word will not come back to you void but it, it will accomplish the very thing for which you sent it to do and it will prosper in the thing for which we, you sent it so lord i thank you that even as we sit under your word we are being changed we are being transformed glory is coming onto our lives something beautiful is coming lord we are rising and shining for our light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon us. Lord, as we sit under your word, we thank you for an activation of your spirit. We thank you for healings, for deliverances, for peace, for restoration, for comfort. Lord, for every good thing that is in your word because it is profitable to us. Lord, open our ears and our eyes that we may hear, that we may see wondrous things in your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. What are you excited about right now? Why don't you share? Right there in the comment section, tell us what are you excited about? What scripture are you meditating on right now? What scripture are you finding yourself thinking about that God has placed on your heart? I told you mine already and it's still the same one for now. I think maybe it's my February scripture, which is really Psalm 31 verse 19 that talks about how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men so i just keep thinking about how god has prepared goodness for me last week we talked about our identity we asked the question who are you the power of identity and we went away saying our greatest position is to be called beloved sons or beloved daughters of god that's where everything flows from i hope you've been decreeing declaring and we're walking aware that you are a child of god that nothing can change that. Nothing, nothing, nothing you'll ever do, nothing you'll ever not do, nothing you'll ever say or not say. My children can't change status because of some something they've done. Yeah, it cannot happen. And every privilege flows out of there. Now, two weeks ago, I think, I had mentioned that there's something I wanted to talk about, about delay. And uh, someone reminded me, so I want to fulfill my promise and talk about it so um, today, what am I going to talk about? Today, I'm going to talk about the danger of delay. And then either you put a colon or in brackets, how Satan hinders us. The danger of delay, how Satan hinders us. Yeah, I realize some of you like to take notes. So I want to be giving you the titles ahead of time. The danger of delay and how Satan hinders us. So I don't know why I was listening to, maybe it was Jonathan Shuttlesworth. And he talked about the fact that I think it was um, Jesse Duplantis, the man of God, that one time he was, I think he had an encounter with God. I'm really paraphrasing what I remember. And God told him that if the devil will not stop you, he will slow you down. And I think for many of us people who love God and are serving God in our generation, the devil knows you can't stop B3. You're not going to stop her. She's going to keep going. She has decided to serve God. She has decided to love God. You're not going to stop Brenda. You're not going to stop Brian. They've decided to serve God. So what does he do then? He says, let's figure out a way to slow them down. Because if you slow them down, then what happens is they are still hindered. 
okay? If you slow them down, you delay them, you make sure that they do in five years what they're supposed to do in three months. If they're supposed to build a multi-million dollar business in one year uh, or in 10 years, you make sure they build it in 40 years and, 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 and therefore fail to serve their generation within the timings that God has set for them. Or if they're supposed to build a mega church in three years, you make sure that they slow down, they focus on other things which have nothing to do with evangelism. They are doing pastoral debates. They are doing, I don't know what, all sorts of things that distract them. They're going for conferences, fundraisers. They are not really preaching the gospel. They're not making disciples. And they do in 40 years what they could have done in two years. So you've robbed them 38 years of their life, but they feel successful because they've been moving. They've served God. They feel faithful. Now, I, I saw something that I had never really seen before in the scriptures. I've always known that delay is dangerous. Um, but I'll first, I'll tell you a story eventually about my own life. And I'm still on a journey. I'm, st I'm fighting this demon of delay out of my life. Because many of you and many of us have embraced this whole idea of, I'm a procrastinator. I, I, I just don't know. I can't. You think it's cute. It's really not. It's very demonic. And it's a plot. You see, the thing about the devil is that he's subtle. To be subtle and to be cunning is that, that's why snakes surprise people. They are not outright shouting and screaming. It's slithering quietly. You can't see it before you know it, it has pounced. You see, so that's the thing about the devil is he's sneaky. He can even bring scripture to make you disobey God. That's what he did with Jesus. He brought him scripture, trying to make him interpret it. He will find ways where it's not when you find someone who um, has delayed, maybe they, 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 are, they are dating someone, and both of them are believers. They both know they are going to get married to each other, but they choose to get married in five years instead of getting married in one year or in two years. So whatever God wanted to do in their union in three years, he can't do because they have delayed union. So the, the, what happens is the devil hinders you. He, he makes you say, I'll first buy land and build a house and I don't know before I marry, which are things you can do while you're married. Like, why do you have to wait for that? So he delays a good thing. He makes you delay to have children or he makes you delay to finish your education. And therefore, when an opportunity comes and you need to walk through that door, you cannot walk through that door because the certificate you should have got five years ago, you never got because you had one retake, which you've taken five years to do because every time you think about going, you feel irritated and tired and lazy and bored. And after all, you have something you're doing right now. But then when the opportunity comes, you find that you are unprepared. Why? You are delayed. It's not that, it's that the Apostle Moses keeps saying that there are people who don't finish the loop. They draw a circle and then leave it, leave that, the last tips of the circle incomplete. There's just a gap. Like, close the loop. Why is that thing not finished? You never, you registered a business and then the last thing you needed to do to get the bank account, you didn't do it. It's been three years now. Suddenly a contract comes that requires you to have all these things registered and you don't have them. Why? You delayed. And so the opportunity goes and you have to wait another 10 years for an opportunity like that to show up. Yet that one would have opened doors for you to move forward. You delay to, you, you're not supposed to be at church on time. Recently I met a lady who came after the service and wanted counseling. And when I started to talk to her, I, I, I was shocked. I said to her, were you in the service? She said, no. Everything she was talking about, God had given me as a prophetic word in the service for her in detail. But she had missed it. And you know, with the prophetic, sometimes I can't even remember word for word. What, whatever, whatever it is that God gave at that point under unction. And I'm like, that's how some people, they don't come on Sunday. The pastor comes and preaches or someone and gives a word, but they were not there. So they continue and make a bad decision about something that God dealt with when they were no, they delayed. 
Delay is not innocent. And there's something I learned that what happens is that natural things can become spiritual. Let me explain. Stick with me. This is very, very important. So, for example, people who get addicted, they don't wake up one day and they're addicts. They began as social drinkers or, or, or whatever, social smokers, whatever they want to call it. Um, it was just company, you know, it felt nice. They were in charge at the time. Then they started wanting to sustain the feeling that they were feeling for a while. And so they start to feel good on this drink or whatever, liquids, gases, and uh, other substances. And then before they know it, the thing which they were controlling starts to control them. And before you know it, it's now called an addiction, which has a spiritual connotation to it. We are now praying for deliverance. You can't control it. You don't want to drink, but you're drinking. And you can't explain why you want to kill yourself because you can't stop the thing. Because now what you kept doing as a pattern on earth became a pattern in heaven and became a spiritual thing. Whatever is bound on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. So there are things which you start to create as patterns on earth, like when you start saving by pattern. You're saving, you're tithing, you're giving, you're doing financial principles. In the realm of the spirit, you create a momentum that starts to carry you. Money starts to just come towards you. Why? You've created something in the realm of the spirit. So the same happens for delay. For example, I hate being late, like with all my heart. But for many years, what would happen to me is, I would know I have an appointment at 1 p.m. I'd start preparing at like 10 a.m. I'd get ready and then I would probably get in the car by midday because the place I'm going to is like 20 minutes away and I'm like, I'll be there early even if I find traffic. Then I'd realize I've left my phone at home and I hadn't finished communication with the person I'm meeting about where exactly we are meeting. I was supposed to start the journey and then we'll talk. Then I realized that at home, there's no one that I can call. And even if I wanted to call them, I have no phone. So what do I have to do? I must drive back home, pick the phone. By the time I'm going back, I'm late. And it was always something. And it was never a bad reason. It was good reason that the child would fall sick suddenly. A temperature that just rises. I need to now dash to the hospital. Or I would, I would lose something. Like the car keys. There's a time my car keys would just get I would have my keys and they would disappear. We find that, oh, the child put them in the freezer. Oh, they were now in the toilet. I'm like, how did my keys end up there? Yet they were always in my bag. And I remember one day, it was the 31st of December, a particular year, Apostle Mose called me, my, my spiritual father called me to his house and said, there's something I need to talk to you urgently. And he said, there's a thing you're doing which you're not aware of. You're always late, five minutes late, 10 minutes late, two minutes late. You're late for things within funny windows. And he said, I think that it has become spiritual. And now you're going to find that you're late on everything. You're late on opportunity. You're late in purpose. You, there's, there's something they just won't allow you to be in the time that you're supposed to be in. And there's a man of God who I honor very highly who had also told me, you're behind schedule. And I knew it in my spirit that I'm behind schedule in the things concerning my purpose. And I was feeling frustrated. But what Apostle told me was, this thing you've, you've kept allowing it to happen in the natural, now it has become spiritual. And I realized it was true. As in, guys, there's a time I left Kampala for Entebbe and I left three hours ahead of time. Now you need about 45 minutes to arrive. I want you to know that the pin, I kept rotating. I arrived two hours early and I rotated in the area until I eventually arrived five minutes late. I kept going in different directions. I was calling people. The people who got the pin later than me, Somehow they arrived on time. There are times I would find a truck 
in the entire road while, while I'm just near the place I'm supposed to arrive at there's this truck that has a trailer that has just fallen in the road and you can't go and there are cars behind you and you can't move you can't reverse out meanwhile you are you can literally see where you're supposed to go there's a time my my tires would bust fuel would the car there's a time the car just started shaking as if it was out of fuel then it stopped moving like now it was a thing of you will not make it on time it didn't matter what i did my my how my, my, my the people would come to help me with the children would come late like there was always something and i had to deal with it both in the natural and in the spiritual so delay is not there's nothing some of you we're so used to delay now some of us you even think ah that's how i am i'm just always late no you're creating a pattern like how people get addicted and now you need correction you need people to pray for you you need to go through rehabilitation it becomes a spiritual pattern so you find that you don't know it but you're delayed at everything you will not enter your house on time you don't get married on time the children come a little late everything becomes because you've created a dimension where you cannot be on time now this is dangerous because the scriptures tell us i read for you a few scriptures a couple of them one in daniel chapter 2 i'll do verse 20 and 21 daniel chapter 2 Verse 20 and 21 it says, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. The part I wanted to focus on is verse 21 that says he changes the times and the seasons. In other words, God is a God of times and seasons. Times determine seasons. They are timings of God. And if you're outside the timings of God, it means you don't enter your season when you're supposed to. In the natural, when, it's, when, you, when you expect a season, there are plants you plant, at least in Africa, because you know that a rainy season is coming. These plants need a lot of rain. We are going to now plant. Even if the rains don't come, those crops won't grow. You're out of time. You're out of season. Human beings have learned to control seasons where they say, if this plant grows in the rainy season, I'm in a place where there's no rain. I will do irrigation. I will create rain so that I create a season out of season. But God has times and seasons. There's, there's a time for everything. And we're going to look at that scripture that God changes the times and seasons. So if you're out of your time, you're out of your season. And let me tell you, when you're out of season, like when your time is up at a workplace and you stay there, ah, it's the most frustrating thing. You're out of time um, in a friendship that you're not supposed to be with anymore. You start to, it starts to become painful. You're out of time in dating. You're supposed to enter marriage and you're still dating. Some people, the relationships end because when they should have got married, they didn't. So they started having problems because they prolonged beyond the timing of that season. There's such a thing as too much dating. Like where it's time. There's time when you're supposed to move out of your parents' home as a young man. If you stay there beyond time, there are things that are out of warp. Like the, 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 the things God had prepared for you in that season, you can't enter them because you're still behind schedule. And I'm telling you, I'm talking to many people right now, you're behind schedule. You know it. In your heart, you know, I'm supposed to be, not out of competition, not out of lust, but out of conviction. You know, I should be, the church should be bigger than that. My, my finances should not be where they are. I should be doing more than I'm doing. I should be progressing faster than I'm progressing. But you've accepted that that's how it is. It should no more scripture than I know. I should be praying more than I'm praying. But you're out of time. God tells you to fast, you delay it. Instead of doing 20 days, you 
do 10. Oh, he tells you to read your Bible a particular way, tells you read this book in particular, you delay. And then you find out that you should have read it because something shows up and you're like, maybe that's why God had told me. So it's like you're constantly, and many times it's not a big timing gap. It's small, but it's, it has introduced small doses of frustration in your life in your life along the way. So you're out of season. It's like you're out of sync. It's like a puzzle that will not fit. The piece refuses to fit. You have everything, but there are like two pieces that have refused to fit in. So the puzzle can't get complete. You feel like something is off about my life and it's a timing gap for many of us. Procrastination is not something you should attach to yourself. There's nothing like Jesus was a procrastinator. What was he? If so are you in this world. These things that the world has taught us to go around saying about ourselves, I'm a procrastinator. I don't know. I, I just can't finish things on time. Fight. Fight to finish what you're supposed to finish in the time you're supposed to finish it. And I'm not telling you as one who has apprehended. I'm not perfect in that, but I fight. Because I know that it was, it was a real stronghold in my life. And I think I'm still in recovery. Now, we thank God that God is a redeemer of time. He can come and make you catch up even where you lost. But it can't be that you're always in need of a miracle. You can play in the hand of the enemy to destroy your life. Let me show you a couple of scriptures. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3. We are talking about the danger of delay, how Satan hinders you, that if he can't stop you, he will hinder you. Ecclesiastes 3, you know it. I know many of you love that, um, that, that chapter. I use it for my children when I'm talking to them about time. It's time for sleeping. So it says, to everything, verse 1, there is a season a time for every purpose under heaven for everything there is a season now again you see season and time are connected we read in daniel 2 he said that god changes times and seasons here he says there is a, t a season a time for everything time and season are very connected he will bring it will bring forth its fruit in its season and whatever he does shall prosper. There's something about seasons. And the kingdom of God is controlled by seasons. Seasons of sowing, seasons of reaping, seasons of waiting. There is a time for everything. There are times when you know the waiting season is over. It's time to take action, but you continue to wait out of time. Or it's time for waiting and you're trying to take action out of time. So to know the timings of the spirit. But beyond that, the, 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 thing, the things that are up there, I'm talking about... A delayed phone call, for example, can mean a lost opportunity. You call and they say, oh, sorry, we just got another service provider. You didn't respond on time. Just like that. You've been praying for an opportunity. They told you to call back. You, get, you got distracted. You called back after five, 25 minutes and someone else called back after five minutes. And they probably don't do a, a good job as well as you do. But they responded on time. A delayed phone call can mean a lost opportunity. A delayed proposal for marriage can introduce strife and temptation and can also mean the, the loss of a great relationship. You, there's someone I met who said they delayed to propose to a girl and by the time they came, the girl had said, I'm so sorry, I loved you so much, but you delayed. I'm now with someone else. Wonderful girl. Delayed proposal because you were thinking about it so much. Some of you who pride yourselves in being thinkers, you're so deep in your head, you can't get out and live the real life. You're taking too much time. A delayed examination can mean years of struggle, of a lost qualification. You didn't finish one simple thing that you're supposed to do, maybe at university, I remember you had to go and hand in things showing that you owed the university nothing, and it was a long process. But if you didn't do that, you didn't show up on the graduation list, you could have passed all your exams, 
but you're not going to show up to graduate, then that becomes a pain in your life. And some of you, as I'm talking, I'm talking about things you've experienced. Or you got married and you chose to over-delay to have children. And, and then you had them late and now you're like, ah, oh, I, I wish I had had the children earlier. So delay introduces frustration in our lives, but it's also one of the greatest strategies of the enemy to hinder you. A hindrance is an obstacle. It's when they put something in your way and you need to pass. I don't know if it has ever happened to you, about to get out of your gate and someone has either parked their car right outside and you can't go and you don't know who it is. Just like that. I, I know a person who used to, that, a person who used to do that to people a lot in the neighborhood. He would park his car in a really terrible place and people couldn't move. One time one of the neighbors was so angry, he went and slashed all his tires. <laughs> because they were so fed up of the frustration this man would introduce in the entire neighborhood. Park your car where it's supposed to be parked. So sometimes you find that what happens is that delay becomes a hindrance. It becomes a, a the, the devil will not stop you. Many of you, the devil hasn't stopped you. But he has hindered you by making you delay to do things when you're supposed to do them. You delay to respond. You delay to, 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 to a meeting. There are, there are places where if you're invited and you come late, that's the last time you'll ever be invited. They will talk to you, they will be casual and cordial, but they will record in their minds, this is an unserious person who we cannot trust with high-level things because they came five minutes late. But for you think, especially if you're from at least my part of the world, Uganda, we have that slow thing. You know, if you can get there earlier, why not get there earlier? And again, I'm telling you, as someone who has experienced this thing and I'm still in a fight to completely overcome. But I hate delay. I know it's not innocent. There's nothing innocent about it. He says there is a time to everything. To everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under the sun. And he starts to name the timings. A time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted. <laughs> a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up. Sometimes you're building what you should be breaking. Sometimes you're breaking what you should be building. A time to weep. A time to laugh. You can't stay in a time of weeping. Non-stop. You have to get out. There's a time, there's such a time as, as a grief period that's gone on longer than it should and it can destroy you. A time to laugh, but there's also a time when you shouldn't be laughing. A time to mourn. A time to dance. A time to, like some of us in Worship Harvest were given an instruction to do house dance parties. You've had testimony. Some of you, you're going to try to do the house dance party in November when that instruction no longer holds any sway because it was given within a specific time in this month of February. A time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to throw away. Some of you are keeping things you should have thrown away or throwing away things you should keep. A time to tear, a time to sow, a time to keep silence, a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, a time of peace. And he goes on to talk about timing, 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 timing. And verse 11, which is very popular, but people misquote it. It says, he has made, not he makes everything. God has made everything beautiful in its time. Have you heard? Everything has a time. And when we don't move in the timing of the thing, it can destroy our lives. It can introduce, because for, there'll be a constant frustration because of that delay until redemption comes, but sometimes there's no redeeming. And sometimes the delay is caused by our disobedience. 
just taking action on something quickly. It's the amount of fast fruits you eat the fast fruit. Then whatever was supposed to be produced, the harvest out of it doesn't come. It's a time of prayer and fasting you choose to eat. It's a time, it's, it's just the timing, like delay, don't delay. Delay is not, let me show you more scripture. Let me show you more scripture. Um, I think it's in James 4. Oh yes, James 4.17. I'm going to show you. Don't worry. James 4.17. Yeah. He says, Therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it to him, it is sin. To him who knows to do good and does not know it, does not do it, to him it is sin. Sin is when you go against God. In other words, God expects us to do what we know we are supposed to do when we are supposed to do it because in there is real, you. Everything, every action releases a reaction out of the spirit realm that then manifests in the natural. So there are things which should have been provoked by now, like some people should have got married at a certain time, delayed that and instead pursued education when they could have pursued education while they are married. And now they are praying for a miracle where they shouldn't have been praying for a miracle. I encourage my daughters and tell them that university is the best time to meet a spouse and get married right after uni. After that, it becomes, when you look at the times of God, it becomes complicated. Even the way God made the human body, your body can get to a time when time for having children becomes a miracle and you have to be praying for God to do something out of the system he created. Like Sarah and Abraham, the Bible says their bodies were dead. So God had to come and do something unnatural for them to have a child at 100 years. But there are not so many Sarahs and Abrahams in the Bible. They are an exception. And it can't be that all of us want to be an exception. There are things God has put in place, time for going to school. When you're out of time, you struggle, you will still study. But studying in your 50s to try and get an undergraduate degree is very difficult. Retention, there's a way your body was built to do certain things in certain times. So if the devil will not stop you, he will hinder you by making you delay. He will introduce obstacles in your life. He'll introduce frustration in your life. And I'm going to show you many scriptures. But where did this thing hit me from? I was reading my Bible in the book of Genesis chapter 24. There's a story that's common. In that chapter, there's this man called Eliezer. And Eliezer has been sent by Abraham to go and find a wife for his son Isaac. And so Eliezer goes on this mission trip and prays to God and says, God, you're the God of my, of, my, of my master, Abraham. I'm asking you for a sign. When I go to the, to the, to the well to give my camels water, if someone, if someone comes and offers to, to water my camels, and I don't know what else he asked for, he says, I'll know that she's the one. So Rebecca comes, and she's a shepherdess, and after she has done her part, she actually offers this man water and offers to water his animals, and he says, I think God has given me success but i have one other check abraham had told him don't bring a woman who is not from my relatives which really tells you about spiritual things that they have to be of the household of faith says that you cannot bring me and a woman from anywhere else you have to bring him a wife from among my family so asks him asks the girl whose daughter are you she says i'm the daughter of nehor i says oh my god that's the brother of my master abraham so he asks to come and meet her family. He goes, he meets the family of Rebecca and asks for her hand in marriage. And now when he asks for her hand in marriage, I'm going to go now to, to verse 54 to 56. He says, and he and the men who were with him ate and drank and stayed all night. 
Then they arose in the morning, and he said, Send me away to my master. But her brother and her mother of Rebekah, Rebekah's mother and brother, said, Let the young woman stay with us a few days, at least ten. After that she may go. It doesn't sound like they're asking for anything evil, honestly. Your daughter is going to go to a faraway place. She's going to get married. You're not going to see her again. And you're saying, we didn't anticipate a wedding so quickly. You met the girl yesterday. Give us 10 days. We do a goodbye thing. Then we go. Then you can take her. What's the answer that Eliezer gives in verse 56? Eliezer said to them, do not hinder me. Since the Lord has prospered my way, send me away that I may go to my master. Do not hinder me since the Lord has prospered my way. Do not hinder me. He doesn't say do not delay me. He says don't hinder me. In other words, if I delay, I've introduced an obstacle. I prayed, God gave me the girl. Why am I waiting any longer? But it didn't sound like he was asking for anything unusual. If you look at the life of Elisha and Elijah, for example, Elisha um, is, is just there minding his business. God speaks to Elijah and says, I'm sending you to this place. There's a man who will become a prophet after you. Elisha doesn't know God has spoken to Elijah. Elijah comes, throws a mantle on Elisha, and Elisha turns and says to him, can I go and say bye to my father? I want to just say farewell. Like, is that an evil thing? No. Elijah tells him, go your way. What have I done to you? If he had gone, if he had gone to first say goodbye to his father, that opportunity was gone. Because that wasn't the first servant God had given, Elijah. There was another one who we don't hear about, the one who went and saw the cloud, what? Disappeared. Elisha needed to respond at that moment. There are opportunities that, and some of you think it's unfair. They, over, they just did it so quickly. I was just five minutes late. Yes, you must learn to become a person who is on time. Why? God is on time. God is a God of timings and seasons. This man says to him, do not hinder me since the Lord has prospered my way. Why are you delaying to marry the girl if you found the person you believe to be your wife? It's a hindrance. You ask, why aren't you getting married? We are waiting. For what? Why are you complicating it? You're, you're creating an, a hindrance. And before you know it, your funny things are happening. Why are you delaying to start that mission or community? Why are you delaying to send that message? Why are you delaying to pay or give that money? Why are you delaying to finish the course? Why are you delaying to apply for the job? Why are you delaying to have the conversation? Why are you delaying to honor the person? Every delay is a hindrance. There's a difference between waiting and delaying. Those that wait on the Lord, there's a time when God can tell you to wait. There's no frustration there. Yes, it's, it's, it's still a test, but it's not frustrating. You don't know, you know in your heart that, no, I'm waiting. And there's a sense of peace, much as it's difficult. But there's a difference between waiting and delaying. You see, if, if I was going to see a person who is going to favor me, and I went on time, but they were late, I'm waiting. I was on time. There's no problem. In fact, they'll probably come and give me more because they'll say, you waited for me so long. But it's different when the person who's supposed to favor me arrives at the time we were supposed to meet and I arrive an hour later, I am delayed and I have dishonored. And therefore, there are things that I will not be able to access. As good practice, when you're going to see someone who you've asked to meet who is over you or ahead of you or above you or a mentor, you arrive latest five minutes before the time that was scheduled. After that, you're late. They shouldn't arrive before you. Because even in protocol, the most important person comes into the room last, not first. Why are you delaying? Where are you delaying? What has delayed? What is unfinished? For 10 years now, you have this unfinished little thing.
Finish it. Why are you delaying to paint the house? You have the money, the wherewithal, but you're not doing it. Why are you delaying to, I don't know, buy the gift and deliver it? It's like someone delivering to you a birthday gift 10 days after your birthday. It's different. It's not the same thing. Delay introduces frustration. And that's the one, I think it's one of the greatest tools of the enemy to actually really rob us because it's subtle. You're still operating, but you're slow and you're delayed constantly. And so everything is not, people come and pass you because you're delayed. But you, you have activity, but you're delayed. And so there, there are often barriers being placed in your path to slow you down and sometimes to totally stop you or rob you. Delay can actually destroy you. And I'm going to show you a story of someone who got destroyed by delay. A delayed phone call is a lost opportunity. Procrastination is not a cute weakness. It's a plot of the enemy to introduce limitations in our lives. So what am I saying? Fight delay. Fight delay. Fight delay. In your life. It's not innocent. There's nothing innocent about delay. It's in your power to do something immediately. Do it. You should say, do not hinder me. The Lord has prospered me. Don't hinder me from giving my, my, my tithe. Don't hinder me from making that visit. Don't hinder me from making that phone call. Don't hinder me. There are times you find that you're about to do something and then a person shows up and they distract you. And then you, ah, I was supposed to do that thing an hour ago. And then you try to do it and it's out of time. There are even links that you go to and they've closed. Like there's a particular audio I got of a prophetic word that I received in 2016. And they sent us, they sent us in, uh, in our emails, they sent us links to the audio, but it was to expire after one year. So I opened it that time, I listened to it, I didn't download it. Now recently I was reminded of that prophetic word and I needed to hear it again. I went back to my email. Eight years later, it had expired. The audio was gone. I can't hear those words anymore. Thank God my husband had downloaded it. So he found it. But I just realized that right there, like if there's something God had had for me in there and no one, that was it. But it was open for a year and I delayed. I'm telling you, I have had that as a real problem in my life, delay until it became spiritual. So now I've been in a fight for the last about four, four, five years to undo delay in my life. And so some people around me find me to be, they call me impatient, everything is urgent. It's because I know what this thing robbed me of and how much recovery I am. I've been working with God to help me recover. And I think even God is waiting for me to enter a place of real proper discipline so that there's a proper redemption. Because there are times when people are clapping for you and you're like, I know where I should, I'm not ungrateful, but I know where I should be, it's not here, you clap. Yes, but I know I'm delayed. And delay is frustration. Delay is hindrance. It's the way of the enemy to slow us down and rob us. Let me tell you about someone whose delay almost cost them their life. And one who delay totally cost them their life. There's a story in Genesis chapter 19 about Lot. Lot is in Sodom and Gomorrah. Angels have come to rescue him because of his relationship with Abraham. And they tell him to get out of the city. Genesis 19 from verse 14. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law who had married his daughters and said, Get up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But to his sons-in-law, he seemed to be joking. When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, Arise, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. And while he lingered, while he lingered, that's what is happening to some of you. You're lingering 
at drinking. Drinks you shouldn't be drinking. And an addiction is cropping and creeping up on you. You're lingering in a relationship you should not be in. You're lingering, you're lingering at a job you should have finished by now. You're lingering. And he says, while they lingered, the men took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, the hands of the daughters, the Lord being merciful to him and brought him out and set him outside the city. But you know what happened? His sons-in-law who he urged to get out and they refused to get out, they died. They died in the fire. They shouldn't have died in Sodom and Gomorrah. His wife also died. She turned and was still hindered. And guess what? She became a pillar of salt. So they end up with this, this, this one decision of Lot and his children and delaying cost them so much. Eventually, these girls end up making their father drunk so that they can sleep with him so that they can have children. Just because there was a delay, their husbands didn't. Like, you don't know. You don't see ahead to know that this one decision is going to have many lasting consequences because of what looks like it's just i'm just stop saying things like i was just delayed by a few minutes no it's subtle <laughs> that's how the enemy he, he just robs you like that there's a scripture in proverbs proverbs 3 i believe that i like very much every time i read it it really touches me because some of you you're delaying to pay people's salaries and you're becoming unrighteous and you're introducing a very bad thing in your system these people cry out to God and then you wonder, we are doing the things we've always done, but money is not coming. You delayed people's salaries and you paid your own. Proverbs 3, 27 to 28. And it says, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in the power of your hand to do so. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come back and tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Do not devise evil against your neighbor for he dwells by you for safety's sake do not strive with a man without cause if he has done you no harm so he says withholding good from someone when it's in your power to give to do for them that's delay and he says when you do that it's evil withholding what you think you're delaying you you're supposed to pay someone the money they lent you but somehow you're not and you have it by the way but you're not paying it and someone is stuck or frustrated or crying out to god and it's in your power, but you're used to delaying everything. And for some of you, this thing has, has, has become spiritual the way it had become spiritual for me. Delay is not innocent. There's nothing innocent about lingering, delaying. And he all, Lot almost got destroyed. The only thing that helped him is that Abraham <laughs> was his person. Delay. What are you delaying to do that you should have done by now? Where have you opened the door for frustration from the enemy? where he has found a way to introduce obstacles in your life that shouldn't be there. There's a time for everything. God is a God of time, a God of seasons. Don't be deceived that I doesn't matter. I can just do whatever I want whenever I want and God will just find a way to reconcile. No, he has put in time, times and seasons for you and I. And it's for our advantage. So what am I saying? Get into an, not impatience, but urgency. To become a person who, when you say you're going to do something, do it at the time you said you would do it. Of course, sometimes you will not be able to. But those should be the exception. It shouldn't be that you're known. I was known to be that person. If she says she'll do it, find a plan B. That was me. And I've had to fight and I'm still fighting to get to a place where when you say you're going to do something, it's as good as done. Because it, it strengthens your voice in the realm of the spirit. It gives you... You're, you're, you're in sync with the plans of God because God has plans for our lives and, and you can tell when you're in sync with the timings of God there is a certain settledness in your heart it's not about 
what people say is good or bad when you know that this is this is where I'm supposed to be. There was a time in my life when things were not working out very well in the natural, but I knew that I was where God wanted me to be. And there was a certain satisfaction I carried. But you can be looking like you're prospering, but you're dissatisfied because you're out of time. You're out of time at the job. You're out of time in a relationship. You're out of time in whatever it is. You're out of time in that business. You, you should have registered it by now. You should have expanded by now. You should have started a second branch by now, but fear is stopping you. Or you're thinking about people's opinions. You should be married by now, but you're there because you had a, I had a plan, for example, to get married very late in life. But when the person showed up, I just knew, let's get married. I was 23 when, we, when he proposed to me, and we got married. By the time I was, had turned 24, I was married. So what have you allowed into your life that's causing delay? And delay is not innocent. Delay becomes a hindrance in our lives. So the common factor in all this, when you look at it, it's people who disobey instructions or disregard instructions. And so there's a huge relationship between delay and progress in our lives. What am I saying? <laughs> The danger of delay is that it's not innocent. Abraham's servant said, do not hinder me, for God has prospered me in my way. Every time you allow delay in your life, you allow a hindrance. I know God is talking to you. What do you need to go and finish? What do you need to go and do? What do you need to go and start? What do you need to close that is still open? Go and open that bank account that dollar account, go and register the business, go and ask the girl to marry you, say yes to the man, you've kept him waiting for so long and sometimes that's how you lose a good person. Go start on the house plans, go and plant that MC, go and, and have that conversation, go and apologize to that person. Don't delay, don't introduce a hindrance in your life that can end up costing you so much more in the future. Don't let a natural pattern become a spiritual pattern. Become a person of urgency, become a person sat by doing in the natural, show up on time for things. Don't be late. If it's six, it's six. It's not six or one. Fight to be a person who arrives early for things, who gets reports in before the time they were supposed to get in. And as you do that in the natural, you become a person who's a, not, it's not good to also be ahead of your time in the realm of the spirit unless God has done it by grace. But you can become a person who you're always in sync with God's will for your life because the natural pattern has become spiritual. Things respond to you in the timing of them. And that's what God is telling us today. There is a time for every purpose. To every purpose, there is a time and a season for every purpose under the sun. To everything. Everything. There are things that you're supposed to be in right now in your season. Are you in them? If you're not, you know. Don't say, Pastor Bithu, how do I know? You know. You have a witness. You're, he says that in that verse in, that verse in Ecclesiastes 3.11, I didn't finish it. I only read part one. But if you finish it, he says something about the timings of God. He says that he has made everything beautiful in its time, meaning everything has its time. And then he says also he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. In other words, eternity means that we, God has already placed in our hearts his plans for our lives. He has revealed these things to us. But he doesn't show you the whole thing. But you just know, right now this is where I should be in life. You know it. You don't know how you know it. But you sense my time is up in this thing. I'm not frustrated. I'm not doing it out of anger. It's not an emotional thing. I just sense it's time to be married. I sense it's time to have children. I sense it's time to get out of this job. I sense it's time to start this business. But many times you sense the timings of God and we ignore them 
or we, we introduce delay because it, it doesn't sound like a bad thing. Let me just give it a month. Then I start in the new month. Why don't you start now? Your month can start in the middle of this month. Your year can start in February. Your new season can start in June. Your new season can start in, in December, September. It doesn't matter. The new year is not about January to December. It's when you've had the word of God spoken to you in your spirit. What have you delayed that you need to remove the hindrance and start fighting to be a person who does not get delayed? Get, get, there are times I've had to park my car and get on a motorbike to get to a place on time. And then I get someone to help me either pick the car later or something because I do not want to be the person who's delayed. I don't want to be the person who's late because I don't want a natural pattern to become spiritual because to everything there is a, there is a purpose. Everything. Everything. Are you, do you know in your heart, do you sense that you're in, that, in the exact timings of God in your life right now or there are delays? You can fix them. Some of us, it has become a spiritual pattern. You need to know what, do what I've been doing for four, five years. You address it both spiritually and in the natural. You know that for me, I've already entered a thing where everything is delayed. And then you start fighting back to get back into the timings of God. You pray about it, but you also take action and refuse to be delayed about things. Some people won't understand you. They'll say you're unreasonable. Don't worry. That man sounded unreasonable. Elisha sounded unreasonable. Eliezer sounded unreasonable to refuse Rebecca to stay one more day. Ten more days just, and then you take the girl forever. He says, do not hinder me, for God has prospered me in my way. Don't hinder me. I prayed. God has answered. Why are we delaying? You prayed for a spouse. God answered. Why are you delaying? Why are you delaying? Why are you delaying to go and say sorry? Why are you delaying to go and give the gift? Why are you delaying to sign the contract? Why you prayed for it, the thing has come. Why are you the one who everyone knows you, you delay at everything? And when you look at your life, you'll find that you, you're out of sync and you have a frustration in your heart. You know you should be somewhere. You don't even know where, but you're not there. Why? You've allowed to be the person who is known to be delayed at everything. Fight back. There's nothing innocent about it. Now, in the same breath, if you're watching me and you've delayed to give your life to Jesus, you're delaying your deliverance, your promotion, your life, everything. And I want to pray with you right now. Today is the day of salvation. Salvation is not a religion. You're not becoming a born again. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but being born again is a state of being. You're born into the family of God. It's having a relationship with Jesus. It's not about going to church every Sunday, which you should do if you're a believer. It's not about... Uh, doing good things, doing bad things. It's about becoming a child in the family and then you learn the norms of that family. You Being a worker doesn't make you a family member. You don't work your way into family. You're born into that family. So being born again is to accept that Jesus died for all your sins and he rose again for your glory and to put your faith and trust in him for all your life in him and then to start doing what the Bible says you should do to live a consistently victorious life in Christ Jesus. I want you to pray with me if that is you. You've probably told yourself you get married, you'll get born again at what age? Today is the day of salvation. Don't delay it. Don't delay it. God wants to introduce life forevermore, a quality life in your life. Would you pray this prayer after me? Say, Lord Jesus, today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me all my sins and give me a new beginning. I boldly confess that I am born again and I'm part of the family of God. Take my life. Teach me to serve you. Teach me to walk with you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are born again. You're part of the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. Would you help me and send a message to this number that I'm going to read out? Tell us, I got born again today on Faith Boosters. We want to get in touch with you and, and just connect you to a loving family. That number is registered in the names of Worship Harvest Ministries and we are waiting to hear from you. That, that, write this number, that's 0775642449. 0775642449. Let us know that you've received Jesus. We want to pray with you and we want to introduce you to the family of faith. If you have any sickness in your body, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I cast, I cast toothache on your right side of the, of the mouth. Toothaches are gone in Jesus' name. Uh, you are healed. It is well with you. Eye problems are healed in the name of Jesus. You had a sudden eye infection. I speak healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Back pain is healed in Jesus' name. Ear problems are healed in the name of Jesus. It is well with you. Whatever issue, ulcers, um, people who have not been able to give birth to babies, this is the year for having children. I don't care how long you've waited. We put an end to the delay and the frustration and the shame in the name of Jesus. You are healed. You are well. In Jesus' name, you are favored, you are loved, you are blessed. Oh yes, your life is progressing. Your best days are ahead of you. Your worst days are behind you. You don't feel bad about being delayed. Just change something. God has just showed you what is wrong. Don't, don't now go and say, oh, I'm, I'm the one who's always delayed. No, you're not. From today, you will not be. We speak speed and acceleration in your life. You will be in the timings of God. You're blessed. I'll see you again next week, same place, same time. Bye. Do not delay.